0: Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. I'm your host once again, Paul Arnold. I'm joined by Nate Moyer and Ernest Watson. We're going to start off with Nate Moyer who lives in Connecticut. I think there's some white stuff up your way, Nate. You know, the devil's dandruff, you know, the fluffy stuff. (laughs) How much do you have of it? Oh, I think
1: we've probably over the past two weeks gotten 18 inches, 19 inches or so. Right now, I mean, it's just yeah, you can barely, we, we keep, it's like been like three days a row of snow, today wasn't too bad, but lots of, uh, yeah, lots of snows, so we had some freezing rain today, so that made it a little bit unpleasant, but, you know, coming from Arizona, this is kind of cool, it's almost, it's almost going to get old, but not quite yet, I can see the annoyance in it, but it is what it is, we're enjoying it.
0: Yeah, and you have a snow blower?
1: I don't, we plow our drive, we have somebody that plows our driveway, and then I shovel the...
2: Mr. Plow? Is it Mr. Plow?
1: That name again is Mr. Mr. Plow. Plow.
2: Well, I was going
0: to ask Ernest. I used to live near Ernest in Rockingham, North Carolina, and one time we got 14 inches of snow, and all I had was this little spade shovel, and I went out there, and then I shoveled my whole driveway, and then I thought, but the whole roads, nothing else is done. I I can't go anywhere. It's like, you know, making a road to nowhere. Ernest, what do you do when it snows more than an inch in North Carolina?
2: People freak out here. It's like the the eclipse of the sun. I I do nothing. I realize it's going to melt in the day. I mean, I don't shovel. It's not going to last. I mean, the one that you talked about, which, backstory for their listeners, and I have to apologize because some of our listeners think Paul's first name is Once Again because that's how he introduces himself. I'm the host, once again, Paul Arnold. But I digress. Uh, the one time we had a big snow, Paul actually stayed here, for a little while at my house, but it's not going to last that long. I don't have a shovel to shovel the snow because it's going to be gone in the day.
0: Yeah, I said uh, I didn't have any power, but I was just getting, you know, information to blackmail you with and still holding it um, over okay.
2: you. Yes, but I had the TV control, so <laughs> I, I believe you watched the uh, U.S. Marshals with me. I even remember the movie we watched when you stayed Tommy over. Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones, yes. And go. who else? Robert Downey Jr., how much his career has changed since? Yeah, I then. think I, he's. I yeah,
0: he's done pretty good for himself. Well, there was some big game on on Sunday that I think we probably should talk about since this is a sports podcast, and a few people have been talking about it. And the, one of the biggest stories coming out of the Super Bowl was that Brady trash talked Honey Bear Matthew, and he even sent a text apology to him, and. A, the best I can put together, and Ernest says he, Brady was Mike, so he had to come clean, is he said the B word to Matthew Allen, said, We're going to come at you the rest of the night. Is that what you heard, Ernest?
2: Yeah, yeah. But it's strange that the only person who got flagged from that exchange was the honey badger. I mean, that was. I really have a dog in the fight in the game, really, but I thought the first half was over officiated. I mean, it was just like, it just it broke the flow for both teams. I mean, every little touch was called and overwhelmingly the penalties were on the, the, the chiefs, but I just thought that wasn't the officiating you expect to see usually in a championship game, the officials don't want to be the, the center point of it. And they kind of let the players play. And I didn't, I got that Nate. Did you feel that in the first half? Also, that was, the officials kind of overreached a little bit?
1: Yeah, I mean, there was definitely one. I think the one with Mike Evans, the deep pass that, you know, it, it kind of there's a little trippy stuff like, you know, normally you wouldn't see that being called. Um, yeah, other ones, you're right. I mean, I, I it did kind of seem like, all right, look, let's let him play, maybe give him a warning or something. But they just came out against any little thing. And I don't know if that's just what the – the refs had planned the whole time of you know hey if we see something small we're going to call it or if it's just as the game progressed they're just like hey look this is it's you know it's too rough we got to keep an eye on this but um i i don't know if this is true um but i was watching the game with my wife uh and she said the lady ref was the one that kept throwing them in the backfield so um in the secondary i mean so i don't know if that's true or not but i don't know if it was like she was because it was the first time a woman was, um, officiating, which is pretty cool. Maybe she like felt she needed to call plays or, you know, throw those flags, but I don't know if that's accurate, but that's what my wife said. It was like, Oh, it seems to be like the woman. So, um, there was the joke about, um, there's a woman officiating, so she's going to throw a penalty flag for anything in the past three years oh, that she remembers.
0: Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. So, your but wife thanks, is thanks. listening to yeah. this right now, Nate. You just you gave her credit and then you just told an inappropriate joke. So, hope I the know, couch is nice and comfy. Some dads,
1: dads had sent around here that was pretty funny. But <laughs> no, I think she did a great job. I mean, that's really cool. I mean, you think about it how many years ago we didn't have any women officials. Now we have them in, I think, all the major sports. I don't know about NHL, but that's great. I mean, you know, their, their yeah. eyes work just as well as everybody else's. They should have every shot. So, it's great.
2: And the Bucks have a female assistant coach also. They do. Bruce Arians, I
1: think, hired hired one in Arizona, too, before he went to um, Tampa. But, yeah, no, I mean, he's he had a very diverse coaching staff, Bruce Arians, and he's, he's just an awesome guy. He's a great coach. Everybody in Arizona loved him when he was, was with the Cardinals. So, um, But, no, I, to answer your question, I did feel like there was a lot. I think that kind of set the tone for the Chiefs. Um, they're kind of like, look, we want to play defense, and we're not able to play the defense we're accustomed to. And I think that threw him off a little bit.
2: Yeah, there was an interesting—the uh, the front four, to me, was the MVP. Actually, the front seven for the Bucks with the pressure they put on Mahomes. I mean, the statistic came out that Mahomes actually ran backwards, I think, almost <laughs> four four football lengths, almost 400 yards. I How about side to, to side? Yeah, 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 I mean, just, just running side to side in the background, it was the pressure— of the uh, you know, Sue and, and uh, Barrett and the other guys. I mean, it's just constant pressure. They put them on all nine. That
0: one hit and that I, Sue had on uh, Mahomes, and the other, I think a linebacker hit him on one side and Sue hit him on the other side. Whoa! I thought, but the throws,
2: down. the throws he got off, it bounced off the face masks of his friend. oh, yeah, he did. His receivers just let him down. I mean, he put the ball where he needed to put it. And, and Kelsey still over had a, over 100 yards receiving. and it just they just could not, I mean you had three field goals. They couldn't complete drives and the pressure that he constantly got. It was uh, it, like I said that front seven, uh, the defense. I know usually quarterbacks and offensive players get the MVPs. I think you've only gotten two defensive MVPs in Super Bowl, Chuck Halley and Super Bowl five. And uh, Randy White and Harvey Martin in Super Bowl nine, I believe
0: it was a Dallas Cowboy defensive back against the Steelers. They got it one year.
2: Oh, yeah, Larry Brown, Larry Brown. So there's three that was Larry Brown <clears throat> signed a big contract with the Raiders and did nothing afterwards, but you know, three out of 55. But again, and, and amazing what Brady can do. I mean, it's again, uh, someone came out that. Brady right now is the same age as Ed Asner was on the Mary Tyler Moore Show. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's that's true. thats funny to anybody that old. But Nate, you've yeah, never I'm only one to remember. No, I
1: haven't. Um, I, I had an interesting statistic. I, I'm, I'm shocked I got here before um, Ernest did. But until the Super Bowl, uh, you know, 55, Patrick Mahomes had never gone had a game or his offense didn't score a single touchdown. Not in high school, college,
2: nor the
0: NFL. Ooh, Nate, stat of the day. The,
2: again, that's the first he's lost by more than a touchdown since 2016 when he was a Baylor against Iowa State. I mean, it was just, again, it was the defense. Brady is amazing. Brady is his age. And, and again, Gronk, who did pretty much nothing but block during the regular season, two touchdown passes. And uh, amazing in that respect, but to me, it was the defense. I mean, you hold them to three field goals. That that was, I don't think they got as much credit as they should have. The fact that Brady's 10th uh, Super Bowl and the fact that he has more Super Bowl wins than any franchise in the NFL. I mean, those, those look great, but to me, I came away with the Shaq Barrett coming from that. Stand-up defensive end position just was constantly in the backfield all night long.
0: It's because oh, it Fisher was out, the left tackle was gone. Yeah. And then you have Mahomes, even on a bad ankle or that he's gonna need surgery on, was out there running around. Um and Stephen is it Stephen A. Jackson on ESPN, is, is that the guy's yeah. name? Yeah. He just ranted like this is tarnish Mahomes legacy. I'm going, that is such a cheap shot. And I noticed later they changed that headline. Because it was so outrageous, but that's all he is. He's about outrageous, you know,
2: type well, of things. He, he, for the moment, and he goes for the headlines of what he's saying. No, no more than uh, Kurt Warner losing uh, when he was with the Cardinals. Did that destroy his reputation? He's in the Hall of Fame.
1: No, He lost two Super Bowls and won one. But
2: yeah, everybody right. loves
1: Kurt Warner, so he got his teams there. I mean, Jim Kelly, he has four. He didn't win a one, but he got his team to four of them. Um, I do have a great joke, though. Uh, Somebody sent this to me. I'm sure we'll lose our Texas market, but what do you call 52 millionaires watching the Super Bowl? The Dallas Cowboys?
0: Oh, we've done that joke before. Have you really? Lions.
2: You could oh, have yeah. Houston, Texas also. You do know that. You could, though, you could see change the joke, make it the Houston, Texas. And there you go. In that respect.
1: I know it because I have Cowboys fans and I give them a hard time,
2: but mm-hmm. it's amazing that. that You know Brady wins the Super Bowl the day after his rival goes into the Hall of Fame who's been retired for five years.
0: Because we had that
2: dynamic of Peyton Manning and and Tom Brady for so many years.
0: But Peyton Manning, he he just looks so awkward. Looks like his neck is forever messed up when he walks around,
2: doesn't it? Well, he had that fusion surgery and he went to Europe and got stem cells. Uh, That was the only reason he was able to come back to play for the Broncos after he had been injured with the Colts was the, that you know, he had to go to Europe for therapy that you can't get over here.
1: Yeah. What did you guys think of uh Winfield jr. Given the peace sign to <laughs> Hill after Hill gave that to him, how many weeks earlier mm. when he scored a touchdown? I mean, honestly, I usually I'm, I'm all for like good sportsmanship. Um, and I, I get it, but I mean, honestly, like, that was... I kind of thought that was pretty cool. I think if Bruce Arians on the sideline, he probably was like, "Well, yeah, I'll allow it. You know, <laughs> like, we're up. We already have this lead. He did that to him. We waited till like, the fourth quarter to do it. You know, like, the taunting. It's just... I don't know. I, I kind of thought that was funny because at first I was like, oh, he's just giving him the peace sign. You know, like, he would always do it when you see in highlights. I had no idea until after the game that he had done that when they had their previous meeting. Mm. To a okay. on that to him. So I kind of thought that was.
2: But Nate, there's taunting on every play. I mean, it's ridiculous that it's, a, it's actually called a penalty. There's taunting, there's trash talking on every play in the game.
1: He was in his face, though. Like, it was definitely yeah, a but, call, but I think everybody on the Bucks were like, eh, we're good with that one. I mean,
2: yeah. it did make language... a big difference. But, There's language on the offensive line. Which oh is yeah, no, more yeah. offensive than that every play. So why do we even penalize people unless it's something that's uh, scatological or racist? Uh, I don't. You know, that's uh, maybe
1: they just felt bad. They threw so many flags on the Chiefs. They had to throw a couple at Tampa for anything.
0: Yeah. Wow.
2: Make, it, make up calls happen. This yeah, is yeah. conspiracy
0: no talking that. now because I started hearing things. You know. And saw things Facebook goes, conspiracy to get Brady to win. I really think that Bowles took a page out of Belichick's playbook. Belichick is so good about taking away your best weapons. And it's interesting that um, the Bucks took away Hill first, not Kelsey. I would have thought Kelsey was the more dangerous weapon. But they took away Hill, who's that deep threat, and then, yeah, give Kelsey his 100 yards. So what? It's not going to make the difference Cause right Hill is getting, the he, he's gonna be yeah. the one that because they, they shut him down and I was amazed at Ernest what do you think is the best coaching
2: job in the Super Bowl that you saw oh it's gotta be defensive Bowl, what Bowles did and the idea that Bowles was not even considered a candidate for all these openings is truly amazing I mean you had two I thought the offensive coordinator again uh Aaron Leftwich, yeah, Leftwich did a great job. Well, <laughs> Leftwich—they were all in Zapadico, all three of them: Aaron's, Leftwich, and and Brady. I mean, the idea that they were able to adapt to what they had with Brady shows, because a lot of coaches have ego problems where you're going to do it my way, no matter if you do have the goat on the team. I think that's a little bit about the the static between. Belichick and Brady I think to the extent that Brady got tired of having to to adapt to what Belichick wanted to do rather than Belichick noticing and adapting to the changes I mean you know let's face it New England did about as horrible a job as getting wide receivers for Brady as Green Bay has for Rogers the last five years they have no wide receivers and I think Brady wanted to have somebody that he could uh, you know somewhat Orchestrate together, you know, a, a mutual aberration type of situation that he didn't get at New England. And that's and, why it worked. But I think Bowles did the better job. And and I don't think Bowles really got a fair shot with the Jets. Uh, I, I think he's somebody that really should get another opportunity, considering some of the clowns that got jobs this time.
0: <laughs> Here we go and, again.
1: Oh, Todd Bowles definitely deserves another coaching job. um I didn't, I think, I thought he deserved one after the Jets thing. I think it was, uh, yeah, the, the Jets is just a huge mess no matter what who is in that spot. Uh, but Todd Bowles is a terrific coach. Um, yeah, it's funny because Leftwich, Bowles, and Bruce Arians were all Cardinals guys. Uh, Leftwich, I think, was the quarterback's coach at the time when he was with Arizona with Carson Palmer. Uh, I do like what Leftwich did with Brady this year. I think it was more of let's adapt our offense to you as opposed to, like Ernest said, coaches like, no, you're going to do it my way. And I think Leftwich was young enough and – um, you know he had been a quarterback. He he kind of had everything that made sense. He didn't have the ego, so it was easy to work with Brady. And I think it was right before halftime. Um, the Bucks took their final timeout, came out with I think seven seconds left to run a play, and you saw Brady. Um, then the Chiefs took a timeout, right? Because they saw the formation, and then you hear Brady on the when he's mic saying like, "No, no, same play, same play." And I mean, just to see there's no argument Leftwich and, you know, Leftwich and Bruce Arians are like, all right, same play, go for it. Um, you know, it's just the, the communication was really, really well done, um, I think, on the offense. And then, you know, again, like you said, with Brady didn't have the weapons. Now you had, you know, you had Godwin, you had Mike Evans. And then let's also factor in how much of a head case Antonio Brown has been. And how he adapted and actually was a team player this year with the Bucks. You didn't hear any issues about his off the field antics when he got to Tampa Bay. Um, he wasn't in the he-, he wasn't getting any headlines except for scoring a few touchdowns. Now he would dance a little bit when he would score, but he was in that team mentality. So you gotta you gotta admire if that was Leftwich, if that was Bruce Arians, if, was if that was the leadership meditation. of Brady to just keep him. Keep him in line. I mean, I, I when he went there, you're like, ah, he's gonna be crazy after a few weeks. And he got in line. He wasn't a big story before the Super Bowl. Like, it's just crazy. I mean, he did whatever. Maybe it is medication, Paul. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, you got to give you got to give the Bucks coaching staff credit for that and the leadership of the team that they they kept Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown wasn't the star, but he was a good piece to plug in once in a while when they needed it.
2: What I found fascinating, and this goes back the old days when i was a basketball coach was we used to emphasize the last 2 minutes of the game before halftime and the first the beginning of halftime because you you give yourself an emotional lift if you can score a lot before halftime and essentially that's what Tampa Bay did in the NFC championship game and in the Super Bowl you know the long score against green bay which pretty much yep. ended the game and you were looking at you know, the fact that, you know, Kansas City made a mistake because they called a timeout with thirty seconds to go on a third down play. Well, they get the pass interference call. And the idea is you were thinking, well, is Tampa Bay just gonna be happy going in halftime up fourteen to six? Well, that's a one score game. No, they went for the kill. They went for the lift. They knew Kansas City would have the ball to start the second half and could theoretically tie it or at least come within one point if they drove to start off. Well, no, their their whole mindset, and it's similar, again, what you see in basketball. So we want to finish strong at the end of the half. We want to finish strong at the beginning of the second half. And that's what they did. And defensively, they were able to stop them three and out to begin the second half. And I, again, that's a basketball philosophy. They were able to adapt and bring in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Some Dean Smith used to push for a long time is we're going to finish strong in the first half. And we're going to start strong in the second half. We're going to impose our will to end before halftime and start the second half.
0: One of the finest coaches in America.
2: Had to bring him him in the podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, two quick questions for you guys. One is, what percentage did you give Brady to go all the way back and win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year? Did you think it was going to happen? And second, who's going to retire first, Aaron's or Brady? Nate?
1: Uh, I think Bruce Arians and Tom Brady will both retire at the end of next season um i think honestly when i saw brady go to the bucks i want to say percentage wise i'd probably say like i think i gave him a 50 50 i think wow. if, i thought if he stayed healthy i knew mike evans was a threat um i think gronk was rumored to be coming back um i liked godwin i don't think antonio brown was there but i liked it and i liked this i liked Bruce Arians as a coach and i thought he would
0: okay adapt go back to the to archives him. and listen to what you said
1: nate but I think – I don't know if I said 50-50, but I feel like that's what it was because I know when I picked my fantasy team, um, I had Brady as one of my keepers, and I thought about, wow, the value that I'm getting for him is – I think he was like a fifth or sixth round pick. And I'm like, if he goes nuts with that Bucks team – because he went from having, like Ernest said, bad receivers in New England to now he's got some really good receivers. That's what made me think of it. I completely forgot about the offensive line, but um, – from what they had, I mean, because, you know, I think it was what Ronald Jones was the running back to start. And then they got some guys as the season went on. He just got the team just got better as the season went on. But um, I, I liked him. I liked him in the division. Um, I liked him in the division. I think he had to play the Saints twice. But for some reason, I thought Brady would get the best of breeze. And uh, yeah, no, I, I think I want to say it was 50-50, but I could be wrong. But I, I know I, in my heart, I, I thought he could do it. So what about what about Ernest? What's Ernest say?
2: I got them less than 10% chance. I got to be honest with you. I mean, I really thought I thought the saints would be a much better team. I thought the saints would possibly come out of that division. And especially when they were eight and five, when the chiefs beat them, which was the weekend after Thanksgiving, I thought, you know, stick a fork in them. They're going to be on the road. Realize they beat on the road. Rogers breeze. Heineke. Heineke. <laughs> uh, to get to the Super Bowl. You know, let's not forget Taylor Heineke. Okay. I mean, that's, 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 they beat, he beat three Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You know, right now, if, if something was to happen to Mahomes, I still think he goes in the Hall of Fame. But he beat three Hall of Fame quarterbacks, two of them on the road. They won three road games to get the Super Bowl. And the Giants did the same thing when they beat the Patriots uh, 10 years ago. So uh, you can't underestimate. They had the hardest route to pull off, really. You could not have made it much more difficult. So I gave them less than 10% chance. I really did.
1: You know what was funny is the fact that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers played three away games, right, because of the seating that they had in in the playoffs. And then they played the Super Bowl in their home stadium. So their first home game they got to host was... The Super Bowl because it happened to be in their stadium. Like, that's just crazy. I was kind of disappointed because the NFL made a rule that they weren't going to shoot off the uh, pirate ship cannons mm-hmm. because of, because they thought it'd be too much of an advantage. I'm like, why wouldn't you just do both teams? Let both teams, <laughs> when both yeah, teams score, wrong you do with it all. More off.
0: fireworks. What, what's, yeah. what are they thinking?
1: I mean, I don't know why they didn't do that. That's such a cool thing that they have in that stadium, just but I, I can, you can understand. It. It,
2: but, Social right. distancing, I guess. So we have to uh, get. Quick, quick, trivia t- quick trivia question Quick question for both of you. Okay. One, player has, won Tom Brady. Back. one <laughs> player has won back-to-back Super Bowl rings the last two years.
1: Well, man. Sean McCoy.
2: There you go. There's a he didn't man play, play one
1: snap. He didn't
2: play a snap in either Inactive game. Inactive for both games. Inactive for both games. Wow. You Isn't that player.
1: crazy? You never know. I just saw that statistic the other day, Ernest. That's the only reason I know that.
0: All right, now we get to the important stuff, commercials and halftime show. (laughs) Um, Let's start with the commercials. Um, Some of the big players, big corporations passed this year, but my winner by far is Jeep with Bruce Springsteen driving the old white Jeep to the chapel in the center of America, basically asking Americans to lay lay down their political arms and try to come to the middle a little bit. Uh, I thought that was really well done, not overplayed. It's true, Bruce has definitely been leaning left for a few years on his politics. But I thought that was a pretty even-handed um, apply. There wasn't any pointing fingers. There was just, hey, let's let's get together. That was, I thought, really good. I thought Will Ferrell was decent. Although now that he's married to a Swedish girl or whatever for the last 12 years, he seems like he d- likes to do more projects over there. So he did the electric car for the Cadillac brand. And then, um John Cena, man, he's cashing in with a bunch of ads, but I don't know it's not impressing me as I thought it would, so Ernest, did you have any favorite commercials
2: uh you know I, I, they weren't that good they really I mean I like the Bruce was okay, I anything mean, Bruce is all right, it remind- little like the same church at the end of uh the rock you remember where uh, uh yes, Nicholas it did. John, was. Kansas. Yeah, where he finds the little note in the church in the church pew. It looked like the same church, I, which is supposed to be in the middle of nowhere. Uh, the Will Ferrell with Aquafina w- was okay. I, I did notice how much that Mila Kunis is starting like Demi Moore. Oh come was, on, it, she is. I mean, it was just strange. Uh, I, I, th-
1: I heard that too from someone else. Ernest, you're not it, not
2: she, off she on She is that. starting it. I mean, just hit me as strange as if you're respect. married to ashton
0: Kushner, you have to lose a lot of weight and dye your hair black as and
2: hard. make it straight and I make long and straight the uh, the uh bud coming out of like the avengers in game portals yeah uh, that was the bud uh, bowl bottles yeah the bud bowl bottles getting stomped on the poor bud Night getting knocked over i mean that was that was pretty funny in that respect but then again uh, there was nothing really that not memorable. I don't think we're going to remember these in six months. I really, truly don't.
1: I liked. I liked one. Um, if you're a Seinfeld fan, the one with George Costanza was hilarious. If I don't know if you guys, were you guys Seinfeld one. fans? Yeah. But if you noticed, the music that they put to it is the same music that he made his, when he made his uh, answering machine message. Right. It was the same music.
0: <laughs> That's what made America. me laugh.
1: Like, my wife wasn't laughing, but I was texting with friends and they were like, Oh, it was okay. I was like, Did you realize that's the song from his that he made the uh, <laughs> message to? Like, believe it or not, George isn't at home, but it was the believe it or not song. Like, that's I thought it was great. I mean, that made me chuckle. I think it was only on once, but
2: what TV show is that song from?
0: That I don't know. Believe I was, or not The I Great American this. Hero.
2: Great Greatest American Hero, which was a TV show about a guy that finds a. Super suit left by aliens with Robert Colt and William Catt. And that's uh, your I, I, blast I, I from the 1970s, really, folks. Yeah, that's your, that's your 70s blast. Geez, that was pre Nate. <laughs> I, <know>. I was, <laughs> was going to say. that We had to get I a know, that, couple of old man references in there. The the that's why with, you keep uh, me around.
1: With McConaughey, when he's like really th- like a paper thin, and then he opens up the. Um, what is he? He goes inside the vending machine. Yeah,
2: on the vending machine. And then he gets
1: full size again he can't get out that was clever I mean it wasn't amazing I think the George Costanza one was my favorite the rest of them I think we kind of knew it wasn't going to be as good because a lot of the big big name um companies didn't didn't go all out I mean it's almost funny because I think there was uh, um Sam Adams really took advantage of the Budweiser not having the Clydesdales so the the um did you guys see the Sam Adams one yeah 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 and he goes, whoops, like that was kind of clever because, you know, you don't know if they put that together knowing that Budweiser wasn't doing the Clydesdales because people are like, oh, they're doing Clydesdales. And then you realize, wait a minute. Nope, this is a parody.
2: <laughs> you know, the other thing we missed was, and that's the sign of the times, is you during the Super Rolls when you get all the previews for the big summer movies. And you had I mean, we got the Disney Plus one for. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but we didn't get any big movie previews that we're used to seeing, I guess, because we don't know when we're going to go back to the theaters.
1: Yeah, so there's Coming to America too, but I think that's in March.
2: Yeah, that's Netflix. Netflix or Amazon. That's the that's yeah. streaming service. Yeah, yeah. You know.
1: I just watched that the other day. I hadn't seen that in for a long time. I didn't realize. Have you guys seen... To oh
2: yes i mean the, the amazing thing is all the uh, old guys in the, the barbershop now eddie murphy doesn't need makeup to play those
1: <laughs> i liked one part i didn't i never noticed it um until i watched it this year was when eddie murphy's walking around with the money from the apartment that he wants to give away and he is the two homeless guys and they're the two guys that were in trading spaces the brothers oh yeah She <laughs> never noticed that before i thought that was so funny i was like wait a minute that's you know, so little stuff like that. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I didn't
2: the amazing part about that coming to America, too, is I didn't know Arsenio Hall was still alive.
0: <laughs> all right, <laughs> so Ernest. All right, let's go to there. the weekend. And I'm not talking this upcoming Saturday and Sunday. The weekend, the halftime show. And I didn't watch a single second because I was driving home from my son's house. Uh, all I heard on the radio, it's nothing worse than trying to – what, listen to the radio and they're trying to describe the halftime show i was totally confused and so guys on a scale of zero to ten how good was it nate
1: it was a zero for me because i didn't watch it i had to um help with one of the kids so i missed it and then i came down it was like eh, i didn't miss much like nobody was really you know group text and stuff like that nobody was like oh how great like everybody was like eh, boring not exciting um, I guess there's something with masks or something and then the the guy walking through the hall of lights. Um, but I I didn't even I mean like it's not it's nothing even like my wife was like you don't need to watch it if you don't want to like you know you could youtube it later. She was like eh you don't need to. So bring I haven't back actually the seen
0: Shark it. bring back the shark. Ernest, did you know. watch any of it?
2: Never before in my life have I been so glad that the weekend was over. Ah bum, bum, bum. Thank you very much. I it's mean he had these, these guys had these jock straps on their heads that were <laughs> supposed to like the bandages he had when the weekend was in a car accident. And I looked at all these guys with white hoods and I went, This just doesn't feel right. I'm sorry. I mean the, the music was muffled. He has two hits that, that sound amazingly the same. It was it was mediocre. I mean, I flipped over and watched something on Discovery Channel after, you know, after a while. Didn't just, he have any guest artists join him? None that I recognize, but I'm 64 years old, so I'm handicapped in their respect. Uh, no, I mean there was just 5,000 guys with jock straps on there. So head. Jennifer That's Lopez
0: all- and Shakira were better last year than this one.
2: Oh yes. Oh yes. That, <laughs> oh was, yes. Yes, G, PG rated or uh, 15 plus or what? Yeah, yeah, definitely. This was, it was kind of like the game itself. It was meh, you meh. know, give it a meh rating. I mean, it was, it was, the game was over at that point. Super Bowl was over. We were all thinking about who's going to be the best team next year in that respect. I mean, yeah, it was,
0: football's over, but is football ever over? Are you, have you come to realization that, there's no more NFL for a while, Ernest.
2: What are you going to do? I'll be watching uh, FCS, F- right? FCS football starting this Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, FCS football. Uh, what used to be Division Two football, well, Division Two and Division Three football also. But the O1AA football. I'll be watching football. I'll be watching NCAA basketball. I'll be watching hockey and NBA. Plenty of sports. Baseball. Spring training is probably going to start about two or three weeks afterwards. And I'm gonna catch up on a lot of uh, a lot of my uh, series on streaming services. I'm um, one more episode of The Stand, which has not been as good as the original, and uh, I have not seen Wandavision yet, so I'll I'll try and catch up with that and try to see some of these new series and shows. There's there's plenty of media to watch, but I've gotten into watching uh, NCAA basketball, uh, Baylor is on a, um, uh, the basketball NCAA basketball is just a mess. You've got some teams that are going to play less than five games in the conference, like BC and the ACC Michigan is just getting back this weekend. I mean, it's, I, I don't, i guys, I really don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if there's going to be a tournament. I mean, I think a lot of teams are going to opt out of the tournament. Some teams are talking about opting out of, of conference tournaments if you've got a team with a losing record, why are you going to risk the health of your players by putting them in a tournament they can't play unless you're a Duke or Kentucky? That's their only route to get to the NCAA's.
1: I mean, I mean it's probably a lot of the senior leadership, right? I think it comes down to the seniors on your team. If if you're a team and you're at 500 but you're you're starting to gel a little bit and you want to get in those conference tournaments because again, that's like you said that's the way but, you're
2: in, the way but, to get in but maybe but you've been told that you're not going you're going to get a chance to come back. Your scholarship will be good for next year. So unless you think you're NBA worthy, if you're a senior and you're thinking about guys I'd rather take another shot next year. I mean, it, you know, I take a couple of courses and I still got a scholarship, but I don't
1: I think it's more of I think it's more of the seniors that know that they're going to move on and basketball is not in their future. Um I think that that's that's kind of what I'm looking at like the seniors that, you know, like in an Ivy league or something like that, that are, you know, their, their careers are go, you know, they're going to start their career in business or whatever they want to do after it. You know, those are the guys, the guys that basically leave it all on the floor for the last year. I get what you're saying about the get an extra year, but they, you know, they might be like, look, I am not you know, I'm not going to stay in school another year, be a fifth year senior, just, just to play basketball. I love basketball, but you know, I need to start moving on with my career. I finished my degree. I'm thinking those kind of guys where, you know, but again, that might be the senior leadership that says, look, like realistically, yeah, we could play in this conference tournament. But at the end of the day, like the safety of my teammates is more important. So that's that's going to be that senior leadership. They're either going to be selfish. I don't mean to say selfish, but like, you know, they're they're going to want to go out, give it everything they got or they're going to say, look, I don't want to risk the rest of my teammates. So that's
2: like that. There's one small problem with that. Ivy League canceled their tournament. They didn't play. Again.
1: I just I meant as an as an
2: example. Just, <laughs> okay, but yeah. there's a lot of and like I said, I don't know. And and you're right. I don't have any answers, which seems strange coming out of my mouth for me to say that. I I don't know what's going to happen. It's you know Michigan took two weeks off. They're still ranked third or fourth, which is all well, they're, they're ranked third or
0: fourth, fourth and they took fourth. three weeks off. But
2: Ernest, let's talk about two. Really
0: important things that happened for North Carolina this last week. First of all, they beat Duke, and uh, Coach and they K was. <laughs> and then they partied and messed up. So what's the word down in North Carolina? I mean, anytime you beat Duke and Cameron, that's awesome. But then they went out and partied. So what are you going to say?
2: Uh, you're talking about 19 and 20 year old kids, and and even beating a down Duke team is a big thing to Carolina. I mean, again, these are two schools that are. Nine miles apart, and these guys pretty much play each other during the summer months. I mean, they all grew up together. I mean, the, the, there's a close relationship, even you know, you got it, I'll tell you how close the relationship is. One of the most famous uh incidents in the Carolina Duke game is when uh David Henderson uh, uh hit uh Hansbro and broke his nose in a Duke Carolina game. They do a podcast together 15 years now, late. they do. Yeah, they do a joint podcast, not as good as this one, but they do a joint podcast. Not as <laughs> good as this um, one. Uh <laughs> the, the relationships, I mean, they're very close and kids being kids and it's it's not just been Carolina, it's been a lot of other schools. It's it's Miami had this problem uh it, to tell a 19-year-old or 20-year-old kid at the height of, you know, being worshiped by the student body that you've got to sequester yourself. That's that's hard to do. We're, we're griping about it as, as adults. Uh, I mean, would you be
0: this nice if it wasn't North Carolina? Let's say if Duke did this instead of your beloved Tar Heels. Uh,
2: Miami did it. Uh, University of Miami was guilty of this also. Boston College has done this. I mean, there's a lot of schools. Baylor has been exposed, and they're in the number two nation, and I really think they're a better team than Gonzaga. But uh, they've had to take a week off. I mean, we're, we're going to see more and more of this. And when you get to the tournament, you don't know which teams uh, are going to be eligible. Everybody's talking about whether Duke or Kentucky will be in the tournament. And Kentucky has a, I think their record is like 5-12. and Duke is is over, is 500. I think they're going to be in because I think a lot of teams are going to say, we we can't, we don't have enough eligible players to play.
1: And I think they're going to put them, what, in a bubble? Yeah, in
2: The entire state of Indiana. They're going to be playing at Oopi. <laughs> and uh, they're going to be playing at Butler. They're going to be playing at Purdue. They're going to be playing at, at valpo Valpo, uh, uh, Notre Dame. I mean, all of the gyms.
0: Probably,
2: I mean, it's probably the one where the Hoosiers than... probably the one where the Hoosiers won their tournament at, in which was Butler's. That is Butler's. Know, yeah. Like, yeah, but uh, the old gym where they played in in the movie. Uh, it's it's uh, again. It's kind of like football. If you ever were going to have a year where everybody plays in the tournament, this might be the year. If you feel like you're safe enough, you have enough eligible players, let's it's not going to be sixty-eight. Let everybody come in at all three hundred. If you got a chance, play. No more
0: travel way. instead of less. I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, I well, just,
2: I mean, I would I would have feeder tournaments. I would put them in their particular areas. I would make their conference games part of the bubble itself, and then you'd have fewer teams to go to Indiana, like one team for the Big Ten, one ten team from the ACC, and and but but essentially make the conference tournaments part of the NCAA tournament. So you're going to have those as it is. And then everybody can get in. There's not going to be that much money because there is no attendance. All they're going to do is off to TV money. And let's face it, if you wind up with a Final Four of Baylor, Gonzaga, uh, Michigan, Michigan, and Villanova, is that really going to be that entertaining? Is, is
1: the ratings? Yes, it's basketball. I mean, it's going to be I mean, called basketball.
2: This, and this, this Super Bowl had the lowest ratings in what, 12 years, 14 years, I think? And and you couldn't have called for a better let's face it, you had Brady going against Mahomes and you would have thought everybody's staying at home, everybody's gonna be, you know, the bars are closed, the ratings would have been through the roof. This is one of the worst rated Super Bowls ever.
0: Because everybody's watching all the different services they have now. Yeah, that's the
1: hard thing is it's hard to tell because everybody has streaming services.
2: But streaming services don't pay for the revenue that pays the networks pay for to show these sports. I mean, CBS and CBS is kind of filtered out in which they have games on true network. They have games on TBS and, and TNT and, and they stream through the NCAA uh, streaming service. Uh, That's not going to help pay that billion dollars a year that CBS pays, which the NCAA did not get last year to show these games. I mean, that's, that's, can you, can you, all right, I'll put it to you this way, and I'm I'm a basketball junkie, so I don't really count. Can either of y'all name three NCAA basketball players who don't play for a team you root for? No, 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 Michigan, Paul, Smith, No Smith,
0: Jones, and uh, Mason. <laughs> Say,
2: <saying>. I mean, <laughs> we don't have a Williamson this year. We don't have a, a, a Leitner or Jordan. We don't have that outstanding NBA. I mean, we do have one, Kate Cunningham, f- who plays. But who you plays watch, four. Ernest, when it comes to I around, watch. But, all right, Cade Cunningham's going to be the number one pick. Can either one of y'all tell me who plays for? Kansas.
1: A red team.
2: <laughs> Orange team, <laughs> actually, Oklahoma State. Ah, close. Close. Enough. So are colorblind. Sorry. Right. But, but that's it. We don't have those. Even even if you don't have the blue bloods in there, you know, uh, uh, the Michigan State's, the Duke's, the Carolinas, the Kentucky's, uh, even though you don't have them in the top 25, we don't have those singular talent. The best college player is probably Garza for Iowa, who will be lucky to make it in the NBA.
0: All right, our time is slipping away. And, Ernest, if you want to talk about the NHL, you got five good minutes here, and then we've got to wrap up the podcast. i actually have been watching the NBA. M- NHL a little bit, uh, some good hitting, but you can tell it's not the intensity. The guys are sort of measuring themselves, pacing themselves, sort of like the NBA. So, Ernest, what's your five good minutes with the NHL?
2: We're looking and we're coming up on one year of COVID because it was really March is when everything shut down. And more and more, I'm missing the fans. I think that even though you had some in the Super Bowl, in college football we missed it in college basketball it's like it really miss it and you know i'm in public health and we're looking at the fall before we get to you know some type of equity the extent that we get the uh, you know everybody vaccinated to the point that it's safe to go out again and it really really miss those obnoxious fans that we used to scream and holler and paint their faces and it it's really is a shame how much the, the sport has – how much we miss the fans. And, again, the players. I think it's an interesting situation when LeBron got into it uh, with some fans on the sidelines of Atlanta, uh, which he called an old steroid guy. But he came off of it, and LeBron just basically stated, uh, well, you know, uh, uh, you, know, it just, you know, I miss the fans. Which brings up a quick point, and I'll throw it to Nate for this one. Right now. Bigger winner, LeBron Brady.
1: You mean with no fans in the stands, or no, what? No, no, no.
2: <laughs> bigger winner. Who is a bigger winner? You look at Brady, ten Super Bowls. You look at LeBron, who has been in. Let me guess. Now is this? Is it been ten of the last nine in NBA Finals? Who, uh, and where, who is? I would say Brady.
1: Win? I'd say Brady because you look at Brady. Brady stayed with his team the entire time except for this year. And I think he left to prove that he was so good um, that he could do it with a different team, which he did do in his first try. I'll um, be with some more weapons, okay. but I've
2: done it with three teams. But go LeBron's
1: ahead. i done it with three teams, but he's kind of picked his teams, right? Like he goes, he went to LA. He had to get um, the brow with him, right? I'm totally blanking on his name, but you know, um, you know, what I'm talking about the guy that's there now with his, his sidekick. Totally blanking on his name, Anthony Davis. Um, Anthony Davis, yep, and then he he had to get Anthony Davis over there with the Heat. He had to have his big three. Um, you know, I did I did give him props for going back to Cleveland or winning it with Cleveland. Um, that I do give him props for that. But I don't know, man. Like, just stick with Cleveland. Like, you wanted you wanted to go to Miami just to you know prove that you could do it, um, get better, win a championship, so then you could bring that back to Cleveland. Like, stick with Cleveland. Now, if Brady goes to another third team. I kind of would put him on the same thing, but you know, but and then again, at the end of the day, I think Brady's done more with what he's had. Than LeBron has, I think LeBron can't do it without his supporting cast. Not that LeBron's not talented; he's talented off the charts. But I think um, I, I think Brady's done more with less than, than LeBron. I'm not, I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying that's just my opinion.
0: All right, guys, how all, much do you think all, LeBron is worth, money wise?
2: Uh, more, more, more than Brady.
0: Yeah, according to Probably. Forbes, yeah. Brady's worth 260 million, and LeBron's worth 500 million. Um, You haven't even thrown in the gazelle factor yet. I think that's (laughs) got to be factored there in some way. I think uh, Brady is the biggest winner because he's done more with his talent. Uh, LeBron has always been said he has the perfect body. Uh, He's had to work incredibly hard. I think both of them are in the top five of all sports as far as accomplishments. I mean, three different teams for LeBron. Um, But... Brady went from a nobody. Nobody expected him to do this, and he basically carried that team. I think Tampa Bay, just his attitude, of fierceness. So I think Tom Brady is the bigger winner. But boy, I'll take either one of their careers. Right? Well,
2: oh yeah, they're I both give,
1: they're both uber talented. I'm
2: just. Can saying. I give the I counter can. argument? What 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 Hall of Fame coach has LeBron had?
1: Jackson. doesn't matter. He's running the team. He's not running his not.
2: Oh, well, you know, Brady had Belichick. And I would say that LeBron probably has more effectiveness on the team than Brady. Brady has won at least two Super Bowls with teams with great defensives. Let, let's 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 face it in that extent. LeBron has always had to be the number one player for all those championships. Both are great winners, both are top five winners. I agree with you both. But I think LeBron is more of a winner than Brady, but it is a fascinating question. And I don't think there's a singular answer, a definitive answer for either one of us. All right. Well, we got to wrap it I up. Think that's a, a wrap good it up, question. wrap it up, wrap it up. All right, All
0: right. Good Nate, for our listeners. your last couple good points here, Nate.
1: Uh, I was just going to say one thing about, uh, kind of echo what Ernest said about fans, lack of fans. It was weird watching the, uh, the waste management Phoenix open this year it's an event i'd always gone to uh when i was younger honestly up until when i left arizona loved it it was a tournament that you know the pga tournament um it's just a huge it's a huge spectacle it's a huge party it's like 200,000 people per day um friday saturday and sunday um, just a ton of fun. It's got the stadium 16, the 16th hole is completely enclosed with, uh, fans, the stadium seating, all that stuff. Really cool. Um, but it was definitely weird watching it this year, knowing it's kind of like, wait, am I looking at the pro-am day, which is a Wednesday, the Wednesday prior? Like, what, what am I looking at? This is so bizarre. So it definitely was weird without fans. Cause last year, this was, we were we hadn't hit COVID yet. Um, it was just, you know, business as usual down there. Definitely weird without fans um but yeah that was a little weird so anyway we're hopefully everybody's starting to get that vaccine and we're starting to kind of see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel i am excited to go to just about any sporting event after this uh definitely miss it so
2: ernest your last good minute a brave signed uh uh, zuna go braves and LaMelo.
0: (laughs) yeah Ernest is happy because the hornets actually look they have an entertaining player, which is great. Um, my last good minutes is to encourage all of you to hang in there during the middle of winter. It's a tough time. I know you love snow, Nate, but for some of us, it's just super cold, so find some fun things to do, uh, try some new hobbies. Um, listen to some new podcasts. At sportscountry.net. My buddy Gene Gums has now got his sports Country wake-up call podcast going so you can download subscribe to that and listen to gene in the morning and gene likes to rave with the best of them so another good connecticut boy so for ernest watts and for nate moyer this is paul arnold have a good night